Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things Podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk about seasons. I'm going to jump right in because I got three main points, some tips and tangibles, and then some recommendations because I've been listening to some interesting stuff. Some seasons, uh, we feel like we have control over everything, and some seasons we feel like we have control over very little, or we feel like we have control over nothing and things are just happening to us and at us. First thing, we always have control over some of the things that are happening, and that control can come in the form of controlling your response and how you engage with that seasonal change or with that thing or with that problem. We always have that, even in the times where it doesn't feel like we can control, like you feel like, I got to say something. You don't have to say something. Um, you have Usually you're an adult, and so I'm, I, I assume that adults are listening to this podcast, and you do have the ability to control those things. Maybe you haven't harnessed how to get control, and maybe it's controlling your tongue because you have a slick mouth, kind of like I do, but I've learned to control that a lot more than I used to. Um, but sometimes it's learning how to get a hold of those things and recognizing I do have some control. Now, how do I exercise that control or that restraint or that kind of reshifting or channeling, channel, channeling energy so that something can be productive? But our job, again, I've said this a bunch of times before, is to recognize and change the things that we can. So it's like that serenity prayer where you recognize that, you know, know the things that you can and can't change basically. But then also pay attention to the lessons that you are, that are being put in front of you that you are likely supposed to be learning, but you may just be fighting that lesson because it doesn't feel good. It feels hard. And usually things are not hard. Like technically they're not hard. They may just come with emotion. They may come with some decisions that you don't want to make. Um, and they feel like they're going to upend and uproot your life. Oftentimes that is not the case, but we should be paying attention to those lessons and figuring out what do we do with this? Am I supposed to do something with this? Is this something that I actually need to work on rather than sitting on a high horse and feeling like I've got all of this? Like I don't need to learn anything. This, these things are just happening around me. So take a pause and take stock of those things and then reassess, like, what do I need to do differently, if anything? Because it's usually something that we should be doing differently and we're just sometimes stubborn, we're prideful and we don't do things differently because we know what's best for our lives and whatnot. So that's one point. Point two, everyone isn't supposed to understand your season. Not everybody's supposed to stay in my Shamina season. That's why it's mine and not theirs. It's easy to get frustrated with people when you're telling people you're getting excited and you, you're putting stuff out on Facebook, you're putting stuff out on Instagram, and you're telling people about it. And then they're like, what? How are you going to do that? And then on the flip side, you frustrated because nobody understands you. They're just not on your level. And then you, you're going through all these things. And really, you just should, I always say, it's okay to keep a secret. Like some things you should keep to yourself until you actually put it out there, especially if on the flip side, you're going to get an attitude about somebody asking you about something. So how about you keep it to yourself? How about that? You want to just keep things to yourself until you put it out there? Um, and I know there's some people who are like, well, I like to put things out there for accountability. That works for some people. That doesn't work for everybody. So just re remembering and recognizing that everybody isn't going to understand what season you're in and what you're going through. Even if you ask them for help, even if you've seen them from a distance, you're like, oh, I think they went through this. They went through that experience or that season as them. 
with their resources, their mindset, not your resources, your mindset, your approach to going about things. And it's okay to have a season where people don't understand, you know, people aren't going to understand that. That's not their job. Their job is to do them and to pay attention to them. And the thing that you likely need from them is their support. If they can't give you that, then sometimes not everybody can support you on all the things that you want support on. And that's okay. But I think we have to temper our own expectations around what are we looking for from people? Because if support only looks like I buy the t-shirt because you're selling the t-shirt, well then honey, I only have so much money. So I, I, I'm not going to be able to support everybody and I'm not, I'm not going to wear that t-shirt to work. You know, or I don't want that T-shirt. There's lots of ways to support people without coming out of pocket, without overly blasting them and blowing them up and whatnot. But knowing and remembering, not everybody's going to understand your season. That doesn't make them good. That doesn't make them bad. That doesn't make them, you know, a crummy friend. They're just not going to understand because they're not you. They're not going to have the same passion and fire that you have for your own stuff. And that is okay, all the way okay. Um, point number three, everybody that you know right now, they ain't going to make it to the next season. Again, that doesn't make it good or bad. That doesn't mean they fell off. They couldn't support you. They couldn't do X, Y, and Z. If you could see me, I'm doing a little sassy, like shoulder move with a slight neck roll, but they're not going to make it. And they're not supposed to. Everybody that started off with you in one season, they're not going to make it. I was just talking to a colleague today about, um, when I tend, usually, most cases, I say seven and a half to eight times out of 10, if I'm leaving a job, I might have one or two smooth homies that I take with me in terms of you going to stay in my phone. Real talk. Um, I might friend on Facebook, but probably not just to keep it all the way real. And that's okay. They're not supposed to. I left that, that season or that job or that relationship for a reason. They're not supposed to go with you. That doesn't, again, it doesn't make them a bad person, but the, you're going to be dragging along your past and they're going to be dread bringing the past back up. And you're like, sometimes the past needs to stay exactly where it is behind you. It's okay to not bring people onto the next season. You will outgrow people. Again, that doesn't make them you better than them or like that doesn't mean they're, you know, damning you. But sometimes you need to let them go so you can pick up other lessons um, and other things and other people that are supposed to be in your life for that next season. Letting somebody go and no longer engaging with them for whatever reason, it is fine. And I'm under the belief, I don't know that I always, you always need to make an announcement of like, if you're moving on to a new season or you, a friendship has fallen off or whatever, because I don't talk to you for a week, two weeks, a month, three months, that doesn't mean that I dislike you and that I don't want you in my life. Maybe I'm just so focused on me and like trying to establish where I'm going next that you just didn't make it this time. That doesn't mean you're never going to make it again. But right now I'm trying to do some other things and my focus has to be on me and what I'm doing and where I'm going next. That doesn't mean I'm stepping on the necks of people around and that, that shouldn't mean that by any means. But sometimes you just can't go. There just is not enough room for everybody to go on all parts of your journey. Um, and you're going to experience that with other people and other people are going to experience that with you. So there will be people you like, oh, we was real tight. We was real cool. Like da, 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 da. And then they move on. Their season has changed. You see what I'm saying? You see the cyclical part of that? Other people's season changes too. And that doesn't mean you're going to go with them in that next season. And that's an okay place to feel. 
Um, and sometimes you're fragile about it. Sometimes you're a little tender about like, well, how come they not call and X, Y, and Z? Perhaps they're so focused doing their thing. They're not thinking about like all these other people and all these other factors because they're trying to get their house in order, so to speak. So oftentimes it's not you. It's just the seasons change and you ain't going to go with everybody. They've, they figured out a way to prioritize themselves and prioritize the things that you were doing. And you over here worrying about what they doing and why you not going with them. Worry about yourself. How about that? Worry about yourself. All right. So some tips and tangibles through the seasonal chains. I got three of them. Or I think four. One, lean into it. I don't really like that phrase because it was coined by a woman who, anywho, I'm not going to get into that. But find the lessons, acknowledge the lessons, and then be grateful for the gift of learning. Be grateful for the, so there's a gratitude piece in there that when seasons change, trying to find and identify what the gratitude points are, paying attention to what's around you. And not trying to rush out of the season because you're going to leave the lessons. If you're rushing through and you're not leaning into and like, ugh, this sucks. And what am I supposed to learn now? Like, what is the thing that I'm supposed to learn so that I don't keep repeating this thing later? So that's a tangible. Lean into it. Po- take some time, take stock and pause and think, what am I supposed to be learning into this rather than learning in this rather than who's doing X, Y, and Z to me? Why is this happening? Like I didn't bring this on. Maybe you didn't have to be the one to bring it on, but here we are. It's right in front of you. So you could take this as a gift that you are in your right mind and perhaps have the capacity mentally, financially, spiritually to be able to navigate this space and figure that out and then move on. Because you learning this now is likely going to prevent somebody from having to learn it later because they're going to see that what you have done to get through or you'll have a testimony (laughs) to get all churchy. You'll have a testimony to share with somebody else because you took the time to be introspective, to learn, to focus, identify the lesson and then move through it rather than trying to rush out of it. I know we want we don't want to be in sticky situations or things that feel uncomfortable or like when we're feeling stuck. But there's a reason that you're in that and there's something that you're going to learn. And if you don't learn it and if you try to rush through it, you will repeat it. That's how the world works. When you don't learn the lesson, it keeps showing up for you in different ways with different people. And then you'll realize that you're the, the common denominator in all of those things. Um, let's see. Be mindful of being team too much. Everything isn't as deep as you think. So sometimes we were in a season, we're like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, and I'm a person who has crystals, but I'm going to get crystals. I'm going to get all these like tattoos. I'm going to see these people. I'm going to do. It's not that serious sometimes. Everything's not as hard. Just because something feels hard doesn't necessarily make it hard. So be mindful of being team too much. Everything is not that deep. Everything, everybody is not trying to come for you. I can almost guarantee you that they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and their own grind. But be mindful of the team too much mentality. Um, I always say in this uh, in this show, talk to somebody you trust and somebody that can hold space for you. You do not have to go at this alone. It is your season, absolutely, but nobody exists on an island. You don't have to go through it alone. But it's it is your season. So you got to recognize and identify the people that you can trust and that can hold space for you. And when I say hold space, it means that they are able to be there for you and listen. And they, they're not, um, I guess, caught up in trying to help you fix, but they're holding space to be a sounding board. And those folks, um, I tend to ask people, I'm like, can you listen? 
Um, and I'm looking for you to just listen or I'm looking for your feedback. So it's about getting better of asking for the things that we need from those people who can be sounding boards for us. Uh, let's see. Oh, apparently I had five. Uh, tackle the seasonal changes and shifts as they come up. That means you got to muster up your brave and strong to just do it sometimes. Uh, it's easy to get in this funk of like everything is happening at me and to me and I have no control and I'm not going to do anything. Part of our job in that um, recognizing change is like figuring out how to make those small incremental things. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, for some reason, I sit on emails, like personal emails, which I don't get a lot of, but I sit on personal emails for zero reason. I could be responding in like on my commute because I have a, a smooth, you know, 45 minutes of commute each way on the bus and I'm not even driving. I barely have to pay attention. But I sit on those and I'm thinking, like, this is a very small example, but I think, why aren't I like maximizing that time and doing the things now rather than being like, oh my gosh, I have like seven emails to respond to like later tonight. I'm sitting on the bus. I could be doing those things. A very small example, but tackling those seasonal changes and shifts as they come up will likely leave you less overwhelmed over time because you're going to be hitting things as they go. And again, most things are not hard. Technically, they may have feelings associated with them, but they're oftentimes easy and we have overthought it or we have put all this extra emotion and stuff on it that makes it seem hard. And we overthink like, how is this person going to respond? How is this? How is this? How is this? When really, if we do, chances are you're the person that's thinking the most deeply about that thing. And the last uh, tip and tangible that I have is um, Gitmo, um, which sounds kind of hood when you say it, Gitmo this, Gitmo that. But I was at the dentist the other day, so also make sure that you go to your dentist appointments if you have insurance. If you're blessed to have insurance, go see your dentist. No need to have yuck mouth all around these parts. Um, but I was talking to her and we, um, black woman dentist, which I'm like, yes, black women in dentistry. Like I've never seen it. This is fantastic. And, and she takes my insurance. Shout out to her. Um, but she said, get Mo, get enough, good enough to move on. And she was talking about this conference that she had went to that I, I think I'm going to try to find it online because it looked, it sounds expensive when she said who some of the speakers were. And I can't even remember right now. Global Leadership Summit, maybe. But she was like, this guy was talking about productivity and like this battling against this need for perfection. And she was like, sometimes you just got to get Mo. And I'm like, hmm, tell me more. And she's like, it's just got to be good enough to move on. It doesn't have to be perfect because when you strive for perfection, those are the parts, especially in leadership, where you're going to get stuck and then you're going you're gonna to overthink every single thing and try to please every single person. And even for those people who want to try to poke holes in everything, when you're like, get Mo, this is, good. This is as good as it's going to get so I can go and do other things, you're going to have to find a space to be able to let them be all in there like, it should be this, should be this, thank you, and this is done, and then move on. So I've tried it a little bit um, in the last like few days, and I'm like, oh, this feels kind of good because then I, I, I've been able to move a little bit quicker on some other things, so that was cool. So those are some of the tips and tangibles that I have for you. I want to talk about um, two podcasts um, and this other experience that I had. So the other experience I will talk about, um, it is, again, transition from summer to fall, and kids are starting to go back to school, so... With my organization, we had a, got invited to participate in like, you know, when you see on Facebook or Instagram, like they've been doing those soul train lines or whatever. That's what they called theirs. It was a mostly black and brown school. So 
They, when the kids come back on their first day, there's a red carpet, balloons, they have music or a DJ and people are there to like cheer them on to like, yay, welcome back. We're so glad to be, you know, to have you back. And it's also an opportunity for kids to see like in this school, like faces of color. So people that look like them. And when I tell you, I was so moved to be able to do that. First of all, I've been wanting to do it forever, but it seems too weird to go up to a school and be like, do y'all do a soul train line for your first day of school? Um, cause that could be creepy, but this was an opportunity that I have been waiting years for, um, to be a part of. And it was so rewarding. Like when I tell you some of those little, um, babies were like grabbed my hand and were smiled, you know, I got a chance to wink at them. One of them gave me a, one or two of them gave me a hug. Um, one gave me like a fake hug. Um, uh, but for them to see like black women, a black woman in that space cheering them on and so excited to see them. And they don't know me. I don't know these babies, but it just felt like such a great thing. So if you ever have an opportunity to do that, oh, what a soul filling experience that was. It was amazing. And some of the kids ran through cause they were nervous. Some like danced all the way through, but it was really great. And like, it took nothing away from me and it gave me so much in that very small experience. And if you have a chance to do that, please, please, please give back um, and be a part of something like that if you can. Okay, so recommendations. Um, I will talk very briefly about this first one, and um, I guess I'll say a bit of trigger warning with this before I even talk about it, and I'll put it in, hopefully I remember to put it in the show notes before you read, which are going to be short anyway. Um, there's an NPR podcast called Believed. Um, my girl, Teresa from, uh, the Maitacha retreat, um, one of the girls from my crew mentioned it in a group chat that we're in. And it's basically the story, the, the culminating story, um, and parts of the trial with, um, Larry Nassar. He was the Olympic, um, gymnast doctor who, um, was sexually abusing like hundreds of, uh, little girls, adolescent girls, um, for many, many years, um, in his career. And number one, I hope he dies in rotten hell. There's that. Um, he is, was convicted and is spending likely the rest of his life in jail or in prison. I'm not sure of the difference, but the, the power and the strength of hearing from these women and, all the things that I learned about um, being supportive of women and believing um, people when they say that something has happened. So go thinking about the mantra of believe first, like I believe you, um, and being supportive of people who have experienced that. It, it was it's a really powerful series. Each each episode, I think there's like eight or nine episodes. There are no more than thirty minutes each, and. Number one, it's fascinating because I I I am I can dive really deeply into like series podcasts out of things that have happened in real life, but it also was a reminder that um, you can never be sure of what is going on and how do we work to support the the youth around us. So it was really really heavy to listen to, and I couldn't listen to it all in a row because it's a lot. Um, and it's pretty graphic, um, but I wanted to share that with you because I think it's an important story that has to be shared, and maybe it will give us some insight so we don't have our babies having to experience that kind of lifelong trauma, basically, on any sort of a regular basis. So 
Um, it was just, it was well done. And I'm, I'm really glad that the women stuck with it. The all that I think they're mostly adult women. Now they stuck with, um, their truth and what was true and the outcome happened as it did outcome, even in the midst of all this unfortunate stuff that they had to go through. I'm hoping it opens up the eyes for, um, other kids to not have to experience this kind of, uh, trauma. Um, and then the last one was, um, it's a death, sex, money. That's the name of the, uh, the podcast. They had a few episodes on the topic of alcohol and people, why people consume alcohol. What does it give them? Why, why do they want to stop? And it was just a good series. There were three episodes, I think three or four episodes. And it was just, it made me pause and think, um, about, um, oh, then I, I got a little team too much myself. It made me pause and think about, um, my alcohol consumption. And I was like, and then I went all dramatic. I'm like, I'm not going to drink anymore. And then wife was like, you don't drink very much at all. Like you might have a cider in a week, two maybe. And I was like, okay, you're right. Like I'm doing team too much, but it just made me pause and stop to think about alcohol consumption and why people drink and, um, the addicting addictive nature of alcohol. And even when people are like, I don't like the taste of it, but I like how it makes me feel or like, I don't want to lose like being the life of the party when I've consumed alcohol. So yeah, it was just a really interesting take and hearing people be honest about their experience with it and like the challenges and difficulties they've had managing alcohol in their life. So yeah, it was just, it was interesting and it was an easy listen. Um, and something that, um, I think lots of people probably experience and deal with and just don't have an outlet and know who to talk to, excuse me, about it and how to go about taking that first step. So there's that. All right. So I've run a tinge long this episode, but thanks for listening. Um, if you're listening already, you know where to find me, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google play, a few other ones that of course I can't remember. I think I'm on Spotify. I am on Spotify. Um, you can DM me or message me on Instagram or Facebook under the two quick thing. If you search two quick things, you will find me there. Please share the podcast rate review. If you want to, I'm going to be back next week regardless. And, um, that's about it. I hope y'all are well. Thanks. Bye.